Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. Thanks for tuning in. It's good to be back live on on stream here and uh, had a little vacation last week down in Branson. It was a good time and uh, always nice to go. Nice to come home, sleep in my own bed. So uh, I enjoy that. But uh, I'm so glad of what God's still doing on the throne. He's still doing wonderful things. I hope you had an opportunity to hear Courtney and Emily on Sunday talking about their trip to Albania, which was a great report. Stirs our faith. I'm telling you, that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing is out witnessing and and, and carrying out the Great Commission. I hope you know what the Great Commission is, and if you don't, go over there in Mark 16, you can read about it. But uh, tonight, I want to talk to you about uh, how to stay true to your place. Uh, you remember a few weeks back, I started talking to you about position to receive from God. How many of you know we need to be in a position to receive from what God has for us? First and foremost, we must be born again. <laughs> if you're not born again tonight, ask the Lord into your life. Ask Jesus into your life tonight. But we have to know uh, we must be born again. And then finding your place. How many of you know after you get born again, God has a place for you? you you're now in the army of the Lord, and everybody has a position to fill. And, and, and you should know that because we are the body of Christ. And I talked to you before, it's hard to... We can live without maybe one of our joints or one of our hands or our legs or whatever, but it's not the same as if your body's working fully and complete. And uh, the other thing is, is we have to be transformed. Amen? Uh, I've said it before, information with no revelation means no transformation. And we're to be transformed. That We're to be not just... Uh, just born again and then go about and do our own thing. We're to be disciples of Christ. Over in Romans 12 too, you know this scripture because I've used it many times. It says, do not be conformed to this world, Paul says, but be transformed. And in the Amplified, it says, by the continual renewing of your mind that you might may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I mean, you want to know the perfect will of God for your life. Amen? you got to know the Word of God. First of all, and foremost, you have to know your identity, <laughs> who you are in Christ. You're not the old person. That's what the uh, in 2 Corinthians tells us in 5.17, that you know, we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new in Christ. So we have to know who we are now. The old man has passed away. But we have to know those things. And if we don't know those things, we'll never be what Christ wants us to be, who Christ wants us to be, and will never fulfill the place and purpose he has for our life. And so it's important that we find our place. Now, you know, I talked about over the time, uh, we've, we've been given great and, and perfect blessings from him. Over in Ephesians 1, 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. In Christ. It's important that we know who we are in Christ. Now, you see, it's, uh, people have said, well, that's spiritual, and it doesn't have anything to do with the natural. Well, that's not true. <laughs> if, you're, if you get what's going on in the spiritual realm, you'll be able to function in the natural realm 
uh, and in such a way that it'll be, you'll not only be blessed, but you'll be a blessing. So we have to know that. And then we know that God is a good God. He gives us good things. How many of you know he, he is nothing, there is nothing evil in him whatsoever. He's a good God and he sends out perfect gifts. It says over in, I forget exactly what the scripture is, uh, you know, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights and there is no variableness of turning. In other words, he's not gonna take back or change what he's already given us. Everything good in your life, you have to know God can bring it, to, it brings it to you. Everything evil, there is an evil one called Satan. We have to know that. Now, it says over in Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think. How many of you know that? He can, whatever we can think about, he can bring something even greater into your life. But it goes on to say, according to the power that works in us. I mean, you know, he's endued us with power on high, from on high that we can have the things he's told us we can have. We can be the person he's told us that we can be, and we can do the things he's told us to do. Boy, that's important right there. But we have to know those things, right? Amen. Amen. So God has given us all these blessings, and I'm just referring to some of my notes, but also we have to be uh, in a position to receive. We have to have an expectancy. I mean, you know, uh, well, uh, you heard the, the thing about a guy that says, uh, did you get, receive anything? He said, well, I wasn't expecting anything. Well, how many of you know we need to expect things? And I read about Acts 3, uh, verses, uh, chapter 1, verses uh, 5 and 6, or chapter 3, uh, 1 through 5 and 6, where they weren't, uh, Peter and John were healed the lame man at the gate, beautiful, and uh, he, they, he was laying there for a number of years, 38 years, I believe it was, but he was crippled laying there, but he was begging alms. Well, they had something better than alms, amen? They, had, they came back to give him a, a abundant living because he got healed that day and delivered from his crippled uh, condition. But he laid there, and when they didn't give him alms, they said, silver and gold have we none, but as such as we have, you know, he could have turned them off. So well, I don't want to be bothered with you. You don't have anything good for me. But he had an expectancy yet still. And, and they raised him up and he went leaping and praising God. So we have to have an expectancy of what God said in his word he can bring to pass. How many of you know that? You, he must know that he can bring it to pass. But if we don't expect anything, we won't receive anything. I mean, you can come into a church service, and we've had it over the years, and you can sit in that service, and you say, well, I didn't feel a thing. Well, how, much, how many of you know feelings haven't got a whole lot about whether you receive or not? <laughs> now, they will change your feelings if you receive the things of God, but you have to say in your, we're people of faith, by faith I receive what, God, what was preached today, what, what God had to say today, in Jesus' name, and so it's mine now. Well, I didn't feel like it. Well, we can't base our, our Christianity, can't base on what God has done on our feelings because their feelings are fickle. One day they're up and, one, and another day they're down or one moment they're up and another moment they're down. So we have, can't base it on that. We have to base it on what he has said in his word. And we have to be flexible enough to know that, hey, I don't know everything yet. I haven't, I haven't gotten to that Per, per, perfect and acceptable and, and perfect will of God yet. 
I'm looking for it. I'm still searching for it. See, we're on a journey. We're on a journey. You don't get everything the first day you start out on your journey. You don't get to your destination. You got, it takes time. It takes growing in the things of God in order to get where God wants you to go. Now, uh, let me, let me look here at a couple other things. Uh, you have to understand, this is about being flexible, that yesterday's structures and forms are often incapable of handling today's dynamic, uh, uh, that dynamic of spiritual renewal. In other words, can't be defending our old ways. You know, how many people have been deceived into thinking, well, this is the way we always did it, so we can't do anything new. How many of you know God's got some new and important things he wants to get through to us, and we got to be flexible. we got to be ready to go forth and do what he's told us to do. God is not a God of, uh, of uh, uh, he's a God of freshness, amen, not stale things. He's a God of freshness. So he wants us to know these things. So really, when it comes down to, are we in a, uh, do we, are we in a position to receive from God or are we in a position not to receive from God? You know, we have to place ourselves in a position. Now, why do people, people fail to receive what God has for them? Well, there's a, there's a story, a parable over in uh, Mark chapter uh, four. You know this parable. It's the parable of the sower explained, Jesus explained it in verse 13. And he told him a parable and he says, do not you, under, do you not understand this parable? How then you will, how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And those are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. You know, listen, when you're in, sitting in church and you're yawning or thinking about what lunch is going to be, how many of you know that's Satan trying to steal the word out of your heart? You got to receive it. It goes on to say, these likewise are the ones that sown on stony ground. When they heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire, desire for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But those who are the, uh, the ones that are sown on good ground, those are the ones that hear the word, accept it and bear fruit, some 30 fold, some 60 and some 100. Now, go back to verse 15. We talked about, and these are the ones that were uh, by the wayside when the word is sown, immediately they hear, when they hear, immediately comes, Satan comes to seal the word. Now, what were they? That was the unplowed heart. That was the unfertile ground. In other words, they had, it was the hardness of life. And when the word came, it fell on hard, untilled ground, and Satan was able to steal that word immediately. Now, it goes on to say in verse 16, and 17, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. When they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Oh, how many times you've been, oh, praise God, brother. That, hallelujah. Amen. That's good preaching. Preach some more of that. Well, they receive it with gladness. They're hearing something maybe for the first time or maybe over a number of times, but they receive it and have no root in themselves. And so endure only for a time afterwards when tribulation and persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. This is stony ground. 
This is rootless ground. This is a, having a rootless heart. <laughs> uh, uh, what's the, the scripture? These people, Jesus said, praise me with their words, but their heart is far from me. How I many of you know it's a heart condition if you want to receive from what God has? Expecting to receive, changing your heart. It's a superficial life in what they're talking about here. It's superficial. Uh, God, is, God is there only when they need him. Have you ever been like that? I only want to spend time with you, Lord, when I need you. It's kind of like people in the world today, isn't it? When you have somebody that never comes around until they need something, that happens in the church quite often. Oh, they got in trouble somewhere, or they need money, or something's going on or in their life, so they run the church. We've had them a number of times over the last 40 years, I'm telling you. And as soon as they get a little eased up, a little things eased up, they're off down the road. They're superficial relationship. They, they have information, but no revelation. How many of you know when you begin to spend time with the Lord, you begin to seek him out? When you, when you begin to get hungry, the, the, Jesus said it himself, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall be filled. You will be filled with what? His, his presence in your life. You'll begin to have revelation of who he is. If you have no revelation to who he is, you'll, you'll be off down the road at the first sign of trouble. That's what this scripture right here is saying. When the persecutions come. when it, uh, You know, Peter did the same thing before Jesus uh, went to the cross, didn't he? He said, I'll never, I'll never deny you, Lord. I'll never deny you. But yet Jesus told him, <laughs> how many of you know Jesus knew everything, right? He, Jesus said, before the cock crows three times, you will deny me. Isn't that right? Hmm. And what did he do? He denied him. Why? Because he didn't have revelation at the time. But after he was buried, rose again the third day, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, guess what? He had a great revelation, and it changed his world forever. Amen? And it talks about in 1819, now, those, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. How many of you know we're supposed to be fruit bearers? We're to be fruit bearers. And you know, the scripture says, talks about you shall know them by their fruit. Are they putting out good stuff? Well, this says right there in this one, uh, in 18 and 19, it's a, that's thorny ground. That's a worldly heart. That's a heart that wants other, other things more than they want God. You know, we have to fight that. I don't care who you are because your flesh and is always wanting the worldly stuff. That's, that's just the nature of it. But we have to pass through that. We have to renew our mind on a continual basis and keep ourselves stirred up about the things of God. That's why I love it when we come to a, a service and, and we come into a service and not only is the word preached, but the gifts that are spit are in operation and the praise and worship is going on. We enter in, get ready, get fired up so you can go out there and, and stay strong in the midst of that. Stay in a position to receive from what God has for you. Amen? If you don't, you'll live a fruitless life. A fruitless life. How many of you know that? That's... <laughs> But we don't want to live a fruitless life. We want to live a faithful life to the things of God. And that's what it says in verse 20. But these are the ones sown on good ground that they hear the word, accept it. 
How many of you know we have to accept sometimes that it doesn't, it goes, uh, cat, uh, 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 goes uh, tilt to our flesh. I'm trying to find the word there. But it, but it goes tilt to our flesh because we, our flesh don't want to hear sometimes. It's hard on our flesh. You ever heard of the story, uh, the thing about it stepped on my toes? Well, we need our toes stepped on sometimes. The truth always helps us to get to the right place. And sometimes it's hard to take. <laughs> but Jesus said, you shall know the truth, understand it, receive it, accept it, and it shall set you free from the things that have hindered you. But it says, you bear fruit, not only some 30, but some 60 and some 100-fold. Hallelujah. Now, that's important. We have to have the right heart condition. How many of you know we need the right heart condition? Because it's real central to everything we receive from God. Isn't that right? It's just like our a natural heart, our heart here. Listen, you can do without a lot of things, but you can't do without your heart. If it's not pumping that blood throughout your body, you're in trouble, my friend. In fact, you're, you're already gone wherever you're going, at heaven or some of that other place they talk about, you know. We don't want that. But there's three steps to fruit bearing. How many of you know we want to bear fruit? You can go over in John 15 and read all about that because Jesus said we're to bear fruit. Amen? Amen. One of it is you need to hear the word. Be hearing the word. Now, not just letting it go in their ears and out the other side, hearing the word. Are you understanding? Are you getting a hold of what the word is saying? Are you receiving the word? Amen. Are you hungry for the word? Because the more hungry you get for it, the more you'll be filled. And the more you get filled with the word, the more you can live a faithful, fruit-filled life. Amen. Faithful life. And then bringing forth the word. In other words, not just hearing it, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but hearing and hearing and hearing. But it also becomes alive when you put it in your mouth. <laughs> Not as, well, that's good for the pastor to say, no, you need to be saying what the word of God says about you, everything it says about you. You know, you be, when I talked about your identity, who you are in Christ, you need to find out. How do I find out? Well, Remember, I don't know if they do that in school anymore because I'm a little older than most of you out there. Not all of you. Some of you are a little older. But you remember when they, you used to have flashcards and you did things by memory and, and, you know, and you'd flash the card and it would tell you. You know, most of those things I can still remember because we did it over and over and over. How many, how many of you know when you begin to say who you are in Christ over and over and over, guess what? That old man would begin to be changed into the new uh, uh, person that God wants. Amen? Amen. So we need to do that. Bring it forth out of your mouth. Bring forth the word out of your mouth. It, you'll change your life. And listen, what else can hurt you or harm you from, from not receiving? Having a bad attitude. Negative talk. Negative talk. How many of you know it's so easy to fall into negative talk today? And, you know, we get caught up in what the world is saying. How many of you know you watch the news for five minutes, you're already listening to more negative talk than you need for a lifetime almost. <laughs> it's just stuff out there. But how many of you know we need, you get, when you hear this negative talk, what's it cause? Well, I can tell you what it'll cause after a while. It'll cause discontentment. It can cause discouragement. 
And when you're, when you're doing that, it goes back to that parable of the sower. The, the enemy is trying to steal the word out of your heart. So we're listening to all this outside interference from, from the world, and then it, it steals our expectation of what God has for us. We no longer expect things. We become indifferent. How many of you know we can become indifferent even though we're born again? Not listening to what God says. Well, I've heard that before, but I don't necessarily agree with that. What, what, you know, listen, you better agree with what this word says. This is the manufacturer's hand book, my, uh, um, book, and it tells you how to live life, our life, the God kind of life, the life that God wants you to live if you want to be prosperous. It also causes you, if you're not careful, if you're listening to the wrong things and not the word of God, you'll lose respect for those in authority. And once you do that, you're, not, you're in trouble, my friends. So we're to, we're to position ourselves to receive. Now, for the next thing I want to talk about just a little bit is transform your attitude. Transform your life if you transform your attitude. Do you have a good attitude or do you have a, a, a negative, nasty attitude? You know, we, we live in that world today where people, if they can't say anything good at all, have you ever heard that before when you're growing up? Can't say anything good at all, don't say anything at all. I mean, if you can't say anything good, don't say anything. Well, there are a lot of people out there trying to steal our joy because of what's being said. And if you're not careful, you'll receive it. Now, look, always be ready to embrace the word and receive what God has for you. Now, number one, think about it. What? The word of God. Meditate it. Read Psalm 1. Meditate it day and night. Think about what God's word says to you and me. It's not just for the pastors. It's not, this is the Americanized church is where the pastor, he'll do everything and we just come and check it off the box, you know, and check the box. Well, I went to church, so, so what? You got to know what the word of God says about you and for you. Secondly, speak it. Second Corinthians 4, 13. You know that scripture? Let me just find that for you real quick. We only got a few more minutes left here, but I want to, you know this scripture. Second Corinthians 4, 13. I love it because it, I quote it, but here it is. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. Speak the word of God over yourself. You're putting yourself in a position to receive all that God has for you. Amen? Amen. Now, I'm probably not going to get to the, the name, name of my title today, <laughs> uh, uh, being able to stand in the place that God puts you. But goes on to say, and now you listen to the word on a continual basis. You know, we talked. I talked with somebody actually today about uh, about we need mentors. Well, who's your mentor? Are you getting around faith-filled, God-filled people, or are you listening to somebody that's putting out a lot of stuff that doesn't pertain to anything godly? Listen, you got to listen to the right things. Then you got to celebrate it, honor acknowledge and praise publicly what God has done for you and doing for you. Spend time with it, the word of God, and to become rooted in you. I mean, you know, we need to be rooted and grounded in the things of God. How do you get there? Well, you repeat things over and over and over, and you get in the word over and over and over, and next thing you know, listen, you get around people that are, that are faith-filled people, just as I said, and the things you, you can learn. So some things are more caught than they are taught. I told, I've told people before, I don't know, maybe not told you on this one, but 
I was always better off being on the job training when I went to a job than I was going to a classroom and reading it from the, a book. Because I could pick it up real quick. You get around people that are faith-filled, doing the things of faith. I learned how to pray. I learned how to pray going to a big prayer meeting that we had 40 years ago and better than 40 years ago. And Pastor Larry and Pam would teach on praying and then they'd have a number of people pray. And I was a little embarrassed and not very confident about it. But you know, after a time, I became more confident. And you can too. But get around somebody that's doing that. You say, well, I don't know anybody like that. Well, get in church. Come on to church. Come on to prayer meetings. Get around people that are doing things. You'll be, you'll be able to speak out. And even if you don't speak up in a group, you can surely pray to the Lord and, and talk about it and talk about what you need to talk about. Spend time with, with it to become rooted in it. Amen? Then imagine, see yourself walking in what God has said in his word. Living big. Living large and in charge. That's what you want. Don't you? Man, study it. Second Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved. Amen? Study the word of God so you can be approved. And, and you know what? It's just like when you study the word, you know the truth. You can't be influenced by the, by the lies of the devil. So it's important to do that. Hold it as dear to you, the word of God. That You're positioning yourself. You're putting yourself in a place that God wants you. Amen? And then value it. Value it. Value it above anything as rich riches, which it is. Amen? The word of God I've hid in my heart that I might not sin against you, David said. There's other, other things. Listen, if you want to live the God kind of life, you've got to get the word of God in you. Amen? That's putting you in a position to receive all God has for you and placing you in a position. So it's important. Now, next, next week, I guess I'll go ahead and get over to that place about staying true to your place in, in God. Amen? Amen. But tonight, I just want to come back and reinforce this on you because this is vitally important. We call ourselves word people, a faith church, a full gospel church. We have to know what it is, what those things are. Amen? And we have to continually renew our mind to that. Continually renew our mind. Just as Paul said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the continual renewing of our mind. Amen? That will cause us to get in a right position, in the right place, to serve God and be blessed. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the time we have. We thank you that we're always growing in the things of Christ. I thank you for the people in the sound of my voice that are listening to this. Well, press in. Press in and know what God has for them. In Jesus' name. Because you have, you have a plan that's perfect for all of us. The good and perfect will of God for all of us. I thank you for the people here tonight. If they need anything, if they need healing, if they need deliverance, if they need uh, pro uh, financial prosperity, you've already paid the price for all that. So help them to get in the word of God and begin to speak it out and expect uh, you to move mightily in their need. In Jesus' name, we thank you for this night. We thank you for your always being with us because you said you'd never leave us or forsake us. What a blessing that is. And we give you praise now in Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.